0: Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Boar. And I'm Jess. And we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, you guys. It's been a while since we've done one of our regularly scheduled uh, all all nerd stuff across the universe, you know, bi-weekly powwow. Powwow. It's um, a good word for it. <laughs> this is this is the nerdy sh- nerdy show is the show where we talk about everything in the nerd world that's happened in recent times i
2: usually think of it as more of a brain trust yeah yeah no i like i like that yeah
1: that's giving us a lot of credit
2: <laughs> well powwow is kind of you know discrediting <laughs> us. informal that's too that's informal true. yeah that's like yeah
3: we don't have a drum circle it's Like you say powwow when you don't want somebody to be like it's just a little powwow we don't want you know no it's not too serious okay have any of you guys ever been to an actual powwow
2: i
1: know
0: i have uh, many powwows they're very well organized they're not they're not crazy they're not wild rager parties i think we need to define Are you just talking about a, a now? drum circle now no i'm talking about an actual native american powwow i've been to like more than oh, i know all right <laughs> oh a ludicrous amount it was the all bane right. of my childhood
3: oh moving okay. on <laughs> okay okay it was well organized, and I hated every minute of it.
0: Moving on. <laughs> I just, it just meant that on Saturdays, I wasn't watching cartoons, and that was highly problematic for me.
2: Very well. When Cap was a young Native American, this was...
0: <laughs> which, which I should probably say for the record, since I'm just a voice in your ear, I am not. Um, extremely white is what I am. Uh, <laughs> but there's been it's been it's been a few weeks after um,
2: hunting and fishing and using every part of the animal. <laughs> occasionally, Cap would be seen at powwows,
0: wishing he was watching cartoons. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we we've had all kinds of stuff happening lately. It's been a, it's been a crazy holiday schedule. It ain't gonna get any less crazy, honestly. Um, mm. until until January when things will get super chill, literally and figu- figuratively everywhere in this hemisphere at least. So, um. So uh, bear, bear with us during our holiday schedule of we're still figuring it out out when things are gonna get released, but I think we'll be good through December of uh, our regularly scheduled releases. We have all kinds of stuff planned, including the our top twenty nerdy things of the year. holiday gift guys out now, but uh, the top twenty nerdy things that's actually gonna be uh next week. So we'll have uh, all from all of the nerd world like movies, films, scientific discoveries, everything arbitrarily rated against each other on the sole deciding factor of their nerdiness as decided by us. Um, so look forward to that.
2: Using no measurable quantification. Every
0: year there's a controversy. <laughs> now you can look back to our, our past years from 2009 onward. Um, man, Back in 2009 where we, uh, where we rated Red Dwarf and actually made it to the front page of the official Red Dwarf um website which is a, a huge <laughs> back then when we were just starting out we were like oh my god i can't believe we <laughs> we did that and now and now here we are with uh, red dwarf is actually filming their uh the two seasons back to back which is exciting that's one of my favorite sci-fi shows of all time but there's been there's been a lot that's uh, happened in nerd world recently um probably chief among which is f- the release of Fallout 4
2: yeah definitely that that is everybody's talking about Fallout 4 now that i interact with anyway Nerds and non-nerds.
0: Yeah, and we, uh, I mean, <laughs> between us, we, we've got a, a, a Pip-Boy editions of PC, Xbox, and PS4 yep. within, within Nerdy Show.
2: I, I love the, the unit, however, I have yet to get it to work. Does it fit your wrist? Yes. It doesn't fit my wrist. I've got the daintiest wrists. I don't know, like, most people probably have not seen me in person, but I've got tiny, tiny wrists and really small girly fingers and this thing doesn't fit me at all.
1: Welcome to my world of like every nerd memorabilia thing ever.
2: Yeah, it's really hard for me to wear most watches. Uh, <laughs> I got I got a Pebble Steel and I had to take all of the links out of the metal band, all of them.
1: Yep, single very very first hole for me on my my smartwatch. It's, and it looks yep. ginormous. But I feel like Penny, so it's cool.
0: <laughs> uh, th- I mean the, the nerd world favors the gorilla fist. So that's very unfortunate. Is that is that was that was that? Do I is that some phrase? I don't know.
3: Gorilla
2: fist. Uh, It's a fat fucking hand. That's all I want to know. That sounds
3: like a scary version of the monkey paw. Which I don't want any part of that.
2: (laughs) Uh, Come into my shop.
3: I will give you gorilla fist. (laughs) Does this mean all the? Is this all the wishes been this... used? It's just a fist. It's like, no, 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 just a gorilla. It's like, this sounds like a sex thing. I'm not really <laughs> interested. I assure you,
4: turn around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you must remember to liberally apply the magic jelly to make it work.
3: Question. Yes. is the magic jelly just gorilla glue? No. No, I promise you. <laughs> <just do> it. <laughs> Well, um, I my my
0: lack of of getting it to work is in so as my uh, iPhone connecting to things in a way that uh, well,
3: the, the that Xbox product, finds yeah, agreeable. yeah the Apple product and the Microsoft product don't get along yeah
0: not, not surprising. surprising there, uh, there's
3: you're gonna go straight
2: up Apple bashing there no, no I'm just saying they don't get okay. along
0: it's, it has something to do with the I way I've, like, I've
2: got I, I was gonna go the direction of like oh that's because you've got an iPhone you know just in general <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it has something to do with with the way my router's set up. Um, I think, is, is the the deal, uh, actually. You, you know from first-hand I experience that it's know. a particularly unique situation I've yep, got. I will fix that. Uh, uh, thank you.
3: <laughs> I will say, the cracked screen on your iPhone does give it a little bit more authenticity to have it inside the Pip-Boy.
0: At first, I was going to get it replaced, but now I'm like, maybe this is part of the experience. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've got the really beat-up one. Yeah, you know, the Pip-Boy that actually looks like it's lived through
0: the apocalypse. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the the, the peripherals. Uh, let's talk about the game itself. Um let me let me say this I, I i love fallout 3 but it was at a time my, it came out at a time of time in my life where i didn't have the time to lose myself in fallout 3 same same for skyrim i didn't i didn't let myself go and i have made the perhaps mistake of letting myself go with this i haven't gotten sucked into a game this hard since minecraft
2: wow that's that's saying
1: something that's bold words
0: I mean, like, I'm, I'm talking about actual time displacement. I may as well have been abducted by aliens because it started at 9 a.m., and then it was 6 p.m., and I don't know how that happened. I did not crave food during that time period. It was as though no time had passed at all, and it was kind of an overcast day, so it was like nothing changed. I just went from point A to point B. And in the meantime, I had some wonderful adventures in the wasteland, but the rest of the world is passing me by, and mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I
1: wasn't going to expect you to say I regret nothing, but all right.
0: I I both do and do not regret. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to regret an amazing game, but also uh there's a lot of work
3: that didn't get done. That's the thing, man. It's like these games are so huge now and it's so easy to get lost in it. I was just playing it before we started recording and I'm just like I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle the next Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Uh-huh. Like I mean like the one that think the one that's one step above this it's like uh, it's going to be too much. Well you're going to have
2: to put on your VR helmet and then
3: then it w- it's like you 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 won't even think to you're just going to think it's reality at that point. You're not going to be like oh forget my friends and family I'm going to play the game. You're just like I'm just live I just live here now. This is what reality I is. I in the wasteland. Yeah. I, and I and I got to fight for food. No matter how much I eat I'm still hungry. Why am I still hungry? It's because you're not actually eating any real food. <laughs> I love- I'm, I'm, I'm 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 a I worried. squirrel on a stick well because the, the, in the future when it is vr it's going to be a great experience but i'm going to be like the old Who's like i'm sorry i'm not interested because i uh, i'm going to be addicted to it i'm going to be i'm going to overdose on vr you're going to find me like in a uh, uh studio apartment in las vegas strung out and they're like he vr'd for too long he's got like a tan line all around my eyes from uh, having hey, the monitor on indoors <laughs> No, the light, that's what I'm saying. Why is it emitting UV? Because it's just on for that long.
1: (laughs) So then your eyes would be darker than the rest of the UV would be in.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be completely pale. (laughs) He's going to go reverse raccoon. Yeah, no, no, wait, raccoon. Raccoon. I get the raccoon thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Usually they say that
2: you have raccoon eyes if you're wearing the the sunglasses outside. that's wrong. It should be the opposite. That's reverse
3: raccoon. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Finally. The, the real, ra- the real deal. But the game's great. <laughs> it's a great game. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, as soon as you start, uh, as soon as you start realizing you can build buildings and stuff, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this is like take the addictive quality of something like Minecraft or any of these other games and throw it all in one. I don't actually
2: build in in these, and even in this game, I've been trying to avoid it. Um,
0: I I have enjoyed it a great deal. It reminds me of, and this is a, a very vast difference, but you ever play ActRaiser? For no. the Super Nintendo. No. It's this game where it's like it's like a strategy game and a side-scroller mashed up where you play as an agent of a god, and you have to go out and you have to purge the land of monsters, and once that land is purged and you've played your side-scrolling level and beaten the boss, then all of a sudden you're like, all right, here's this terrain, and uh, you need to create civilization here. So build your civilization, and it's like you go through the wasteland, you tear up all the stuff, and then you build civilization around it, and like you are responsible for rebuilding civilization from, from monsters and nothing. It's like fucking Actraiser 2015, and I'm, and then also all the nuances of like in Minecraft where you, you know, like you'd go splunking. it'd be super dangerous, you'd get back within like an inch of your life, and you'd be like, okay, now I gotta like resource management, filter all this stuff out in my different boxes that I've organized, and then build a whole thing, cause why not? And you, I, I have not spent all my time doing that, but I easily could have. Yeah. I admire your stance of not
2: doing it because I'm sure there's a lot more exciting gameplay yeah, out there. An actual
3: story you could experience and an actual yeah. game you can play.
2: No, I in general, I'm I'm not too into crafting in most games and I don't like building if I don't have to.
3: And you yeah, I can easily see you can go through this whole game without having to do that. And that's Yeah, it's that's Seems great. Like,
2: I don't even understand the benefit of it. It's like, oh, you can have settlers and they'll make food for you. I'm like, okay.
3: Th- that part of it, I don't really understand either. Like, uh, But in Skyrim, like that's the thing. I played Skyrim and I did uh, Hearthstone. Some, wait, not the uh, Hearthstone's the other game. It's the Hearthfire, the expansion pack. I don't fucking remember. But the, the one where you could build your own house and you can pick a place and then yeah. you can fill it with companions. And they're like... I'm like, okay, I can have a companion there making sure it, you know, they repel any raiders and stuff, but I can come back and store all my shit here. Like, anything that you find that's too heavy to carry, I always go back and just store my shit there. Right. And then it's great. That's but what it is
2: for me. It's a bank. Right.
3: It's just like a big bank or whatever, except now with Fallout, you can customize that way more with automated defenses and everything else, and it, it's it sounds like a lot of fun. But the thing I never liked was, when like, do you want children there? We can put children there. Like, no, I'm skipping on the children. Uh, I don't know. Thank you very much. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't need any of that. But, I mean... I've had I've had
0: wonderful experiences in the game. I'm not very far in the game because it's, it's it's I mean it's a fucking Bethesda game. You you can ignore the main story forever if if you let yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually got kind of a unique perspective because I didn't like Fallout Three or New Vegas. Uh huh. But before this game came out, I knew I was going to love it. Why is that? Because, basically, I loved Oblivion. I loved it a lot. Yeah, me too. But oblivion made sense to me in that if you needed to use like a dagger you needed to have dagger skills and if you needed to shoot fire out of your hands you needed to have enough but when i played fallout 3 i was like oh okay this is gonna be cool i in my mind i wanted a game that was more like borderlands Uh uh-huh so the first time i played fallout 3 i took a double-barreled shotgun and i was like I, i went up to a dude who was not in combat he was a killable npc And I shot him at point-blank range. I didn't have any shotgun skill. But there's no way I could have missed. And I missed repeatedly at (laughs) point-blank range. And I was like, okay, fuck this game. I'm done. And I left it alone. But with uh, the differences between Oblivion and Skyrim, Skyrim got rid of a lot of that, like the nuanced skills and stuff. Kind of like Fallout 4 has. There was a big enough jump between the two that I knew that I was going to like Fallout 4. Mm. And I was right, because immediately if you get a shotgun right off the bat and you walk up to somebody and you unload, they're going to at least take damage. <laughs> 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 and that that was just a real immersion breaker for me in Fallout
3: 3. That's That's weird. I never had a problem like that, but I think it's because I started really slowly. Like, I didn't get a shotgun until shit i don't even know how long because i was too i was too busy roaming the random wasteland stuff and then it's like oh wait there's a there's, there's a main quest i gotta get back to this i mean but some stuff got back to
2: it some stuff makes sense to me to have skills in like lock picking hacking i get that you have to like get better at it yeah but if you put a shotgun right there yeah if you're you know, five years old yeah. you should be able to hit somebody <laughs> as long as you can hold that shotgun and pull a trigger uh, John from Nerdy Show had a, an
0: interesting observance about um, the difference between Skyrim and Fallout 4, that the AI has improved vastly in that amount of time. Um, he says, uh, you shoot a missile at a Deathclaw, and he just fucking jumps out of the way. If he knows he'll have trouble closing the distance between you and him, he'll retreat back behind cover. Back in the day, the bastards were deadly, but they basically just run straight at you. Now things are really interesting. Um and uh, as a side note which he he realized which I didn't realize you can actually ask uh, your companions to uh, wear power armor. I didn't know that. So just FYI. Oh, so like he, you
2: just point them at a suit
0: and be like get in.
2: Sweet.
3: Yeah, right? Yeah. I, had, I had no idea. So I can't I'm totally to do a dog yeah, in there. I, I, <laughs> well, I, I, I saw a gift where someone did. It's like I don't know if it's faked or what, but it's just the power armor there and it's just dog meets head on top of it. Like not oh like God. it's walking around, but like he just like maybe it's a glitch like he just got in it and he can't do anything. I saw
2: a, uh, a where somebody tried to make a little girl go into the power armor I, and know, like she creepy. stretches yeah. out like <laughs> yeah
3: really huh. creepy but the, but i on the ai thing i saw another short video online of uh someone uh, i think it was on reddit someone just pointed out oh you know just fyi companions will pick up any weapon you know and they'll use whatever weapon they feel like and it's just you play the video and it's just you know the player, you know, with the I can't remember which companion it was. I don't know the name of him, but it was it was a human companion uh, with armor and everything. And they're like walking in this really small area, like a like a bridge of some kind or they're underground. There's rubble or something. It's a really tiny area. And they turn a corner and suddenly there's like a raider there. And the player does, like, a 180, starts walking backwards like he's going to start – put put the raider between himself and his companion. But then you just see the companion pull out, like, the tiny nuke launcher, and it just fires and just – and just kills everybody. And it's like <laughs> – that don't, wasn't too smart. Don't give
2: the companion a fat man.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't – yeah, don't give him that. Or if, it could have been just a regular missile launcher. I don't know. But either way, it was like, okay, uh, mental note, I'm not going to give him uh, – well, And
0: here's another caution in relation to the uh, the usual um glitches that every Bethesda game comes with until they fix it inevitably. If you love dog meat, you might want to consider not ever getting another companion because I said to uh, Cogsworth or whatever the robot's name is, he was like, hey, you know, I can follow you. And I'm like, sure, I'll give that a whirl. I'm probably just going to pick up dog meat again, but I'll see what this is like. And uh, it's like, oh, where do you want dog meat to go? Do you want him to go back to the uh, the town, or do you want him to go to that uh, gas station? I'm like, let's have him go to the town where I per- where I currently was. He's
2: gone. Oh, build a doghouse. I have to build a doghouse. Yeah, if you build a doghouse, he'll uh, he'll stay in it. He's probably hiding somewhere in the town. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh? I mean, there's dog houses in the town.
2: Hmm. I haven't seen it. I've read that you specifically, if you build one, if you build one, he will come. Yeah. Okay. If you build it, he will. Come. I, well,
0: I hope that's a fix cuz I'm like I was like he's gone. He's lost in this world. I'll never see him again.
3: You broke his heart. You picked a goddamn robot.
0: I, I if it's in, in my my consolation, <laughs> he's
2: kind of a dumb piece of crap. Yeah. In my experience. He's well, he just kind of gets in the dog way. he needs a
1: doghouse to actually show up. He sounds like an idiot. Like
2: that's
1: <laughs> the weirdest that's the weirdest like fucking dog I've ever heard of. <laughs>
2: He's really
3: terrible if you're sneaking around. Yeah, they like, oh, all yeah. they all
0: they're all fucking terrible if you're sneaking around.
3: Yeah. Yeah, how come in this one they give you a companion like right off the bat, but in Fallout 3 you had to play for fucking forever before you got a companion. They give you a lot right off the bat in this game. I don't honestly yeah. know. That was I don't know. in other... Skyrim
2: you get like a companion right away too and that right away like, "Oh, that worked out."
3: Yeah, you get Lydia really early. No, oh, like, that's a couple that's like maybe an hour or two in, I suppose. Still, that's no time that's, at all. That's if you do just main quest stuff. But 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 like uh, my my only complaint about Fallout Four so far, because I've only played a you know a few hours worth, is that uh, with Fallout Three, I feel like there was a lot of story they gave you beforehand that didn't feel too much like you. You got this relationship with your father who was Liam Neeson, and you're in the vault, and that's all you ever know. And then you go out, and it's like there's a whole build up to you getting out of the vault. Whereas well. I mean, I can see why they went a different direction. Oh, no, I completely. I get it. Like, I, I understand the direction they chose. But I just felt like when you start this game, I spent maybe, like, way too... I spent way too long messing with the way you look with just the face. And everybody then, does that. Man. Everyone does that. But from that point, it's like five minutes, then you're in the vault, then you're out of the vault. And then that's it. There's, like, no real... I mean, it, I can see how they're like, you know what, let's just get them on the adventure as fast as possible. Let's get them actually playing this game instead of just doing slogging through I some story. I thought it was kind of
2: interesting. One of the loading screens that I had pointed out that every single vault was conducting a different... Yeah, different experiment. Mm-hmm. Right. Which and, is interesting. And, and
0: mm-hmm. being able to see the world of Fallout through the eyes of someone who, because they were cryogenically frozen... Had no idea. pre like yeah, you yeah, were pre-war. Pre-war
2: human. and then post-war, just... In a blink of an eye, as far as the main character is concerned.
0: Yeah,
3: which is fascinating in its own right. I mean, I think it's cool and everything. It was just... It felt very sudden to where it's like, oh, hey, we're going to establish you have a family, and you have a baby, and everything's great. Then suddenly, oh, no, everything's gone. And then it's like, now you're out in the the world, and do your thing now. And it's like, well, when does that... I mean, I know it's going to come back into play, obviously, but it's just... It just feels very sudden, if if, if that makes any sense. One thing
2: that I thought was a little bit interesting is nobody, like, acclimated him to, or your character, to there being, like, Caps as the... Primary yeah, form you, of yeah, well, I've
0: got a wad of pre-war money that with nothing. I'm sure there's a right. use for it somewhere down the line. But
2: And I, I got into a situation where somebody, like, wanted an absurd amount of, like, money. It was some of the robots because they're still programmed with pre-war mm. programs, so they wanted money. And they wanted, like, $5,000. And he was like, well, that's ridiculous. Don't you have cap Like, take ca- caps? And I'm like, wait. How do you know it, that? Yeah, at what, point what, did, at what point did that become your primary currency? Like, where <laughs> did you? There's a
3: couple of conversations I've had like that where it's like he's aware where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we just were, you know, we had to come up north because we were fighting these ghouls. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, ghouls. And it's like, you
0: got no, you got no idea Actually, what they're talking I, about. I think there I, is an introduction had, to ghouls. Yeah, I had a conversation where they explained what they were.
2: I didn't get that. Huh.
3: Yeah, because I, I, mean, I did I definitely have, have a conversation where he was like ghouls.
2: Huh? Yeah,
3: huh? I may have either picked the wrong option or not wrong option. It's one of the options. I picked one of the options, or I had a different conversation where, or I just skipped over that and haven't had that one yet. So, but it's just funny to me. Although it's like, he doesn't ask about the death claw. Yeah, no real mention of the death claw. No real mention. Well, of he's ghouls. already fought
0: the rad roaches and the giant
2: mosquitoes, so.
3: I mean, I get it. I get it. He's, he's out there. He's doing his thing and, uh, shit's pretty weird. After a while, he's <laughs> not yeah, questioning it. Yeah, but like, it. you're,
2: you're starting to pick up like cap stashes. In the vault before you actually get out of the vault, how did he know that it was a good
3: idea to pick up those? Caps? Wait, there were
0: cap stashes in the vault. I don't remember caps in I the vault. Thought I remembered. I mean, there could have
3: the been. I, I don't remember seeing caps in the vault. I explored definitely it. in the houses, like when you as soon as you first leave, and it's like right. I know why I'm picking it up, but he doesn't know why he's picking it right. up. Right, that's that's like, my point. I right. hadn't even run into Cogsworth yet. It's like go home, and I'm like, first I'm going to look for some caps. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just, yeah, I get out of here i'm
0: looking for model caps. Um, okay, so we've already talked, we've talked about Fallout for like a long time, like a microsode's worth of Fallout content. Um, we should move on to something else, especially if no one, if you don't care about Fallout while you're listening to this, uh, thanks for, thanks for listening. There's, there's more conversations coming. Uh, but one last thing that really blew my mind. They say your damn name.
4: Yeah.
2: Cog- Cogsworth does. Yeah. Unless you put in yeah. Boar. No, the, the, well, did you put in Boar? What happened? Yep, nothing. He calls me sir. Oh, okay, Well that's, a, that's he the only solution. He come. There's a thousand different names that he will say, and there's a full list of it. Like uh, Furiosa
3: is on there, and some <laughs> really obscure ones. I love, I love, but not, not Boar. I love that they that I, on the list is Fuckface, because <laughs> a good friend of mine always picks it as a name, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, he's in for a treat when he plays that. Not going to
0: expect uh, it. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Cap is in there or not, but I made a character who looked like Grace Jones, so I called her Grace, and then, like, he's like, ah, oh, yes, Miss, Miss Grace. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck just happened? How did you do that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> would have been funnier
3: if you put in Furiosa? <laughs> yeah. You would have been like, what? <laughs> that's even, yeah, that's even stranger. It's like, fuck, I'm just going to make Furiosa just because, you know, post-apocalyptic wasteland makes sense. Ah, Furiosa! It's like, how did you recognize me? You haven't seen this film.
0: <laughs> All right so let's 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 do move along but uh, let's do, let's talk about something that fuses cinema and video games. the trailer was recently released for Warcraft, the movie the long-awaited film adaptation of the game franchise and it's directed by one of my favorite modern directors Duncan Jones, who you may know as the guy who wrote and directed Moon, one of the best sci-fi films of the past decade, and then also uh, source code. Which was not one of the best sci-fi I films of the last decade, code yet, but, but I've heard good things. It was good. It's like a, it's like a feature length Twilight Zone episode, basically. Hmm. So like it's it's good. It's not Moon, but it's good. And he's really fucking talented. So I I don't give a shit about Warcraft. I I haven't since it. Well, since World of Warcraft, I thought it was a, a good enough strategy game, and then could care less about the MMO. But I know for a fact that this guy is a like devoted gamer who loves MMOs. Uh, I know some people who've actually, who actually gamed with him by happenstance in the past. So he's the right guy for the job. And I want to see what he does with Warcraft. But, uh, internally, the trailer for Warcraft has been very divisive. Um, we have, for anyone who supports us on Patreon, um, at $10 or more, you get access to this, uh, special Facebook group called the Nerdy Show Lounge. So we're hanging out there with all the hosts of Nerdy Show and then fans as well. We post news bites. We have discussions and so on. And uh, when the Warcraft trailer got posted, it's it turned kind of into a firefight of uh, people who don't like the look of it visually, uh, don't trust video game video game adaptations, and then die hard fans of Warcraft kind of going back and forth in this furious battle.
3: Yeah. I, I know next to nothing about Warcraft um, or World of Warcraft. Uh, the fact that Duncan Jones is a fan is interesting to me and like i, I trust uh, he'll he'll do something you know worth worth our time but as a as a guy who knows nothing about it it just looks like generic fantasy film to me i just don't you know i i don't uh and this is coming from the guy who likes dragon heart 3 <laughs> i just don't i i, mean, I, I don't know what it's about it's there's a there's like a baby floating down the river orc baby and then there's troll. humans humans yeah see i don't know that's the thing it's like <laughs> Then there's like humans and orcs have to join together to fight, and I'm like, so is this like Avatar? Like I don't, the orcs
2: are unique in Warcraft universe. They're not just mindless thugs like they are in like Lord of the Rings, where they're just kind of grown and then they're like, oh, we obey Sauron, you know, we obey the human, (laughs) right? Uh, Jess, what were you saying?
1: Oh, um. I find actually like video game adaptations interesting in general. I mean, especially with wow, because for me, what's exciting is that you know, you make your own adventure and it's it's you in the story and it's like you feel like you're there, and I just don't see how movies really capture that same feeling or or why people need to see them, if that makes sense.
2: Well they're I mean, the movie is called Warcraft. It's pre-World of Warcraft, so we're dealing with early lore of the Warcraft universe. Um, specifically, the story that is being told is when the original Dark Portal was being opened. So, the first coming of orcs from Draenor, which is another planet, to <laughs> Azeroth. This, this is going way. I'm. Um, this is. The orcs are from space. Okay. They just don't come here on a spaceship. They come. Through a portal. So you saying that Starcraft and Warcraft is the same thing? No. Damn. <laughs> it's probably the same universe, though. Interesting. Maybe.
3: I don't know. That's. Yeah, it's probably the same universe. Which that sounds interesting, but I don't see anything of that in the trailer. Is all.
0: Well, it, it actually, you know, for fans of di- Die Hard, Warcraft fans who are familiar with the lore, because um, uh, Adam Briggs from Ghostbusters is, is among them. Uh, he was crazy about it loved it loved every moment of it, it was saying all kinds of things like um about about certain elements of the of the plot and so on stuff that i couldn't pick up in a million years i didn't know who these characters right were at all. well
2: if you're familiar with the universe there's a lot of things that pop up in the trailer that are exciting to people that understand the lore but probably look a little bit like oh that's just like they're copying lord of the rings or something it, it just looks like a generic fantasy town but it was stormwind like it was a significant and I think Dalaran was in there too which is amazing even though I'm kind of talking to a wall here <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <laughs>
3: it's like I, I'll take your word for it that it's important to fans and who people who recognize it but to the guy, outside guy like me I, it doesn't look bad it's just like I just I don't understand anything about it and I can't get excited for it I, I can assure I you this
2: you're not going to have to know anything going into it because they are literally starting at the beginning Okay. Which is They're starting, shocking, actually. You need to know less going into this movie than you do going into World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, you actually have to kind of have a little bit of knowledge of 1 and 2, and then if you don't know War, Warcraft 3, you're going to be like, I don't really understand what's going on here. But the movie is starting before all of that at Warcraft 1. Okay. Uh,
0: some of the gut reactions to people... From from within the network, who know nothing about, um, I guess the, the the history of Warcraft. Certainly, probably all of us have played a Warcraft game at some point. Probably back in the RTS age. Um, Colin says, "Looks like CG schlock to me," um, but Jones makes. Hold
4: up.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn,
0: you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Makes me a little interested, but I don't know, guys. Um, Laval, he had he had lots I don't to even, say. I see,
2: I don't understand that because the CG looks really good to me. And they used a lot of practical effects and they the people that were the orcs aren't hundred percent CG, like it's yeah. people. And then they get CG on top of them. Kind of like the way they're doing some of the superhero costumes and whatnot these days.
0: Well, I'm on the fence a bit, um, but I won't pass judgment because it's a trailer and I know how trailers are. And the bottom line of filmmaking is, you know, yeah. Get the, like everything that happened with the Jurassic World trailers and how many changes happen between those and the actual film getting released. Whoa.
1: I mean, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how they market it. I mean, how how they can get these people that don't aren't necessarily hardcore fans to I get think a lot interested. of the reason
2: that it looks kind of like generic fantasy is because that's kind of popular right now and they're trying to generate that. Like if they start going overboard with like, oh, there's going to be dark portals and there's going to be drinking demon blood and, you know, like there's going to be a lot of really weird stuff in there. And it's going to be really awesome. And like people like me and Adam know that <laughs> we know what's right. going to happen because we know the story, but we don't know how they're going to portray it and how much detail they're going to go into and stuff. And, uh, I think he pointed out on the lounge that world of Warcraft kind of starts getting crazier at an exponential rate as far as the stories go. Cause this first one is going to be dealing with like pretty much just the orcs. Um, and there's a little bit of demons in there, too. But later on, they start dealing with, like, undead and then more demons. And it just goes insane. Yeah. And dragons.
3: And it's,
0: like,
2: becomes borderline steampunk after a while, doesn't it? Like, well, you're making vehicles and shit? Yeah. Eventually. I mean, if they if they keep making movies. But, <laughs> yeah, in in the game, yeah, there's some crazy technology later on.
0: Brandon... Replied with, with he had an interesting take, and as we all know, Brandon can be very surprising. But his take was that he feels like the movie is somewhat doomed due to the nature of blockbuster films uh, in this day and age. Like because of the because of everything that's happened with the the past you know years of, of blockbuster filmmaking, that a two hour movie within the set parameters of what's acceptable for a major motion picture, any compelling story that you want out of Warcraft. Won't truly be done justice within the format of a film that if they really wanted to tell the story of Warcraft and have all the nuances that people love about it, that it should have been a series Uh, and like like on Netflix or, you know, or something.
2: Uh, I don't know. I understand where he's coming from, but I think that the story that they're going to be telling, I think that it's possible for them to compress it properly. I mean, Fellowship of the Ring worked pretty good. Well, but they also, uh,
0: you know, there's there's also a four-hour version of the film as well.
3: <laughs> uh, but, the, but even that, forget the four-hour version. You just watch the theatrical cut of Fellowship of the Ring. It holds up. Yeah. You know, like it tells the story. It does fine. I, I know in
2: World of Warcraft, like, they tell a story over the course of an entire expansion, which lasts about one to three years, and they kind of slowly keep releasing more stuff, and it takes people quite a while to get through it. But a lot of it is not actually story. Like it's you having to grind in between the story bits and play the yeah. game. So I don't know. I think they can do it. And the stories are interesting enough. I think people will really dig it. Even if you've never gotten into Warcraft in any form before, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it'll be, like I said earlier, it's, they're starting at the beginning and I think that they can make it bite size and digestible enough for like an average person. Now, I'd be really happy if it's, you know, one great and then two, they kept going because right. that'd be amazing.
0: Uh, I mean, to reiterate, I do not give a damn about Warcraft, but I do give a damn about Duncan Jones. You will. And, and I I might because I, I really do trust him as a filmmaker. So um, we'll find out in six months. It comes out June 10th, 2016.
2: Awesome. I can't wait. I'm going to say a little bit of blasphemous stuff here. <laughs> okay, go for it.
3: I'm more excited for that than I am for Star Wars. If you're a fan, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's like if if you're a fan of something like Warcraft and Star Wars is getting all this hype, you're like, I but we've seen that. You know like we have right. honestly we haven't seen Warcraft and I I don't know. I just I'll I'll if it gets if it gets decent ratings I don't know or if fourth, it'll
2: be a, I don't know if it'll be a better movie. It,
3: but. You
0: know, it's it's something it's something new and if <laughs> you know if if Duncan Jones pulls it off, it could be the first Universally liked video game movie. Yeah, that that
2: would be exciting in itself.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is, I know, something that Blizzard would really pride themselves in because their cutscenes are revered. Uh, and to that end, there's a game that is a brand new IP from them that's uh, in beta right now called Overwatch. Yes, and and there's a trailer for it that's like about six minutes long. I think if you haven't seen it, check it out. This is a Pixar quality short film in a kind of, like, uh, Incredibles meets Big Hero 6. Oh, that's to only use Disney-Pixar comparisons. Um, it's Because it's very much its own thing. It's I, I don't I don't know much about the game, but it's in beta right now. And, Boar, you're in the beta. So what yeah. can you tell us about Overwatch? Yeah,
2: I got into the first beta weekend, um, and I was able to play it not very much. I played, I don't know, probably like four or five different matches. Um, but it's super fun. Uh, the closest thing that I think I can relate to, it to is team fortress 2 okay it's probably the closest comparison so
0: is it a is it a moba um as no the, as the kids are no into these days
2: <laughs> no mo the, uh blizzard already has a moba that is uh heroes of the storm uh-huh heroes of the storm is their moba um this one is first person shooter okay but it's uh it's class-based and tactical so you pick from they have 21 different characters you can choose from each with their own uh they've got their own guns they've got their own special abilities actually some of them don't even have guns one of the characters i played was this monk that just throws shuriken i think he was a robot monk too Um, (laughs) the character design is really
0: impressive there's like a um a kind of like gorilla dude that reminds me of um uh the tom strong comic books like yeah, just weird, fun science hero stuff. Is his
3: special move the gorilla fist? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he, well, actually, he in the in the trailer you see that he has a special gauntlet, which may as well be the
3: gorilla fist. Thank you, you for go. bringing it all that's, back around.
2: That's the answer. <laughs> I didn't actually play as the gorilla, but yeah, like twenty-one different characters. It's going to take a while for me to fully even figure out which ones I like, um, just because there's so much so much to do in that game as far as the like the gameplay goes i don't know if they had some of the content locked which in a beta they might but it was pretty much just capturing uh control points and then you had to escort i think it was like a, some sort of a bomb cart but mm-hmm. it was really fun like they, they put you into the scenarios it's just one team versus the other team and you can switch heroes every time you die you can change to a different hero if you want to like if you're they're all in different categories. Like there's support heroes, there's assault heroes, defense heroes, and they all have different functions. So if there's too many like support characters, everybody's running around healing, and there's mm-hmm. nobody that's actually firing powerful weapons, then you can switch over. And...
0: Now the, in the, the the trailer, there's very cartoony. Like they've all yeah. like catchphrases and so on. So is it like a kind of like living inside of that? Like is it all? Or is your character spouting catchphrases and and?
2: There's a little bit of that, yes. But it's mainly just like you combat. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of story, at least in the beta version. Like I said, I don't know if they're withholding content or what. Right. Um, But even with just that one game mode, I'm I'm pre-ordering it.
0: Well, the beta is going to be going on for a while because this game doesn't come out until, again, June next year, the 21st. So Blizzard's going to maybe have their biggest month ever next year.
2: I'm going to go invest in... Activision, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's funny that we're at this Christmas season with not a lot of news from uh, Nintendo. Pokemon Go is actually still in flux. I, I thought it was going to be coming out in November, but um, I thought there was a release date even, but that may have been wrong. So we don't know when Pokemon Go is happening. And uh, there's like there's plenty of if you haven't bought any of the stuff that Nintendo's put out, late, you know, in the year like Yoshi's Woolly World or splatoon then you're in for a treat and so do but there is a game that's kind of off the radar right now that nintendo put out that i didn't i dismissed it first but it turns out is actually quite clever and that's legend of zelda triforce heroes
1: yeah so this game is actually for 3ds and um i started playing it on my old 3ds and now i actually have a new 3ds and i can attest that the new nintendo 3ds is pretty awesome um but it's it's this multiplayer Zelda game where it's basically all puzzle solving, um, but it's online only. Um, there's a single player option, but it's really frickin' annoying, so you would never, you would never do it. Um, but, so you, you join with two other, uh, links and you go through and you solve the puzzles. And you can only communicate with each other with, like, six emojis. <laughs> so, like, in order to tell people what you're thinking, you have to either, like, just flash, like, a use your item or a good job or no. It's just, it's it's really, really huh. interesting and strange gameplay that is actually really, really fun.
2: Did you ever play Four Sword Adventures?
1: I did not.
0: It is a spiritual sequel to Four Sword Adventures. Because I love Four Sword. Three Swords. <laughs> huh. Um, and I actually got to play it a little bit too, under uh, under some interesting circumstance because I uh, I happened to be at well um, as we mentioned in a past episode, Jonathan from uh, Wicked Anime and I went to Shadowcon yeah and you were there too Boar, doing I, I was there the whole time uh, working the stage yep so that was a thing. Um, and we met some nice people there. And while we were there, we ran into a dude who happened to have this game, was like asked if we had it. Well, we didn't have it, but we did, however, have two DS's. And with the, the download play, oh. we were able to actually play the game and, and help him through some levels that required, um, I guess I don't, I don't actually know enough about the game. No, I think maybe it was either specific to download play, uh, levels or levels that he really could have used some human fin- finesse on. So we both downloaded it. Very quickly, and we jumped in and played a level right there, and it was a ton of fun. Uh, I mean, granted, we were, we were not doing it online with the emojis. We were in a room shouting at each other. Um but that, too, was, yeah, was I awesome. Could, I
1: could see how on the, the later levels, it's it's definitely human finesse would be uh, really helpful uh, because I'm definitely getting to the point where it's taking us, like, 30 minutes to clear to clear an area because people are just, like, standing and running around in circles and they're like, I don't know what to do. And you, and you know what to do and you're just trying to tell them, but you can't communicate it with just, like, six things that you could say.
2: Is there anything, like, uh, in Portal 2, if somebody couldn't figure out part of it you could just point like at a place on the wall to them like you could light a highlight yeah. a section and be no. like no
1: no you can like, basically all you can do is you can just like run there and you could just say like item item use your item okay and that's that's it
0: hmm. and i there's a, there's ways to do that because it's very room oriented so there's not anywhere that someone could go that you couldn't go necessarily uh, so you could yeah. be able to go over there, and stand it, stand there and be like, yo, use your item. Um, but there was cool dynamics like a boss fight. Well, here's, here's why I dismissed the game at first. Because it's based on, um, creating a totem pole out of links. It's, yeah. it's, a, the, a lot of the gameplay is based around links, a link picking up another link and then that, and then picking up another link. And creating a totem pole of characters.
2: As opposed to four swords where you were just a link being a dick to three other links.
0: Right. <laughs> In this case you can still be an exceptional dick. Um but this this case there's like um there was let's say uh a bomb link who had a special bomb suit on and then two arrow links. So we're fighting a boss and the boss has a hole in the top of him and it needs a bomb in it. So um like they do. You 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 throw a couple links up there to like disable them and the, the bomb one to to put the bomb inside the thing and then the guy on the bottom gets to slash at it and the Basically something like that. But it's an interesting, like, puzzle dynamic relating to cooperation with other players. And this bizarre totem pole dynamic that uh, works with the 3D of the system. So, you know, you have to, like, go to different levels or trigger switches that are high up and stuff like that. So you might have to make a totem pole with an arrow link on the top so he can shoot um, an arrow through some fire to light a torch to open a door. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's sort of that, that toteming that makes the single player a total pain in the ass to even play because you can control only one of the three links at a time. So like you can do totem and you have to control the bottom one walking and then you have to like get into the position for like the top one to shoot and then shoot, like switch to the top one to shoot the arrow and then switch to the other ones to throw the other links off. And it just, it, it doesn't work at all.
0: But it will randomly assign you some helpers. So you don't even need to have friends necessarily yeah. to, to play the game.
1: Yeah, I, I play pretty much all just online with online randos. I have one friend who owns it and we play together sometimes. But uh, other than that, it's just random people.
0: I mean, it's on it's on our gift guide. So I assume that means you like it a lot.
1: I do like it. I mean, it, it's really fun. And it's it's one of those games that you can just play easily. So like it's like Splatoon, right? So I, if I've got 10, 20 minutes... And I don't want to go like hardcore into a game. I can just pick it up, play a level, and be like, "Ah, oh, that was fun. I'm satisfied in my gaming quota today," um, <laughs> and then move on.
2: That game for me is Rocket League. Mm. Folks love the Rocket League. Yeah, I've never played the Rocket League. Ugh. I mean, it'll, I, it'll pull you in.
0: I, it's you know, and and it's it's cars playing
2: soccer. None of that is appealing to me in in video game format separated.
0: Yeah, which is which is why I mean aside from also I don't do PC gaming though I know it's on consoles now, but Yeah. Um so I don't know, I've just never done it. It's it just it you know, it can't hook me with what it is. I just know that everyone assures me that it is the absolute most awesome game.
2: Yeah. That, I mean, I thought I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of stupid." I don't know why would I like that? And then I played it for a little while and I'm like, "I can't stop."
0: <laughs> we, we've been we've been at this for a while let's wrap it up um we got you if you are not hi from, i'm bored
3: oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> um nerdy show the whole network is entirely listener funded you should uh if you like what you heard definitely support us on patreon we'll give you all kinds of cool perks including outtakes from all all kinds of stuff i've actually got a a pretty substantial backlog of stuff i haven't had time to find to do final assembly on but man when it comes out guys you're gonna get a ton and with the holidays coming up uh as soon as our our urine stuff is out um i got nothing but time so uh we'll we'll be getting all that out to you soon you're gonna you're going to see it. So consider supporting us on Patreon and literally even a dollar a month really is a huge help. So if you if you like what 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 we do, please consider a dollar a month. That would be huge for us. Um however, there's other ways to support. Like we mentioned the holiday gift guide, that's out. Anything you buy on Amazon,
2: share it. Yeah, share you it, should share it with your it. friends. Share it like crazy.
0: I mean, share anything on Nerdy Show with your friends. Everything. Anything and everything that you like. Put it out there in the world to share with people because that would make a huge difference to us. Um, shopping on Amazon, if you go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon, follow the links through that or the, link th- the links through our gift guide. All of that goes back to support Nerdy Show. And then also, if you want to buy Nerdy Show merch, we've just launched a whole store's worth of Nerdy Show t-shirts. There's this new Amazon program called Merch. And it is uh, like a direct-to-you shipping thing. So we've tested the quality. It's not bullshit cafe press, glorified iron-on stuff.
2: This is quality, amazing prints. And yeah, pretty uh, much everybody that has seen those has been like, "Wow, this is actually nice. I would order this." Yeah,
3: it's it's.
1: So, co- I get lots of compliments on my Pikachu Thor shirt.
0: Ha! <laughs> awesome. Among these designs is Pikachu Thor. That's Pikachu and Thor, the Odin son, in one, as designed by Tody Baldini, an old school. Old as dirt, nerdy show joke that he turned into a sketch long ago, and we could never afford to make a T-shirt of it because it involved too many colors. Well, now it's out there, it's done, get it. Um, also, shirts for every single character from the the main party of D and D, new nerdy show logo shirts, and we've got more on the way. So if you go to nerdyshow.com/shirts uh, well it's there, or go to nerdyshow.com/store, and we have we have a whole merch store with all of our role playing merchandise. We got if you want like uh uh art prints pillows and stuff all kinds of uh, phone cases we got our society six store uh, there's a music from all of our role-playing shows on bandcamp and now there's shirts nerdyshow.com store we'll show you where all that stuff is it's I know it sounds like a lot but it's pretty straightforward we got a new we got a new supporter on patreon a new producer a new pro- Ooh, producer damn. of the show whoa kutsushita has thrown his hat in the ring he is giving us <laughs> he's giving us a lot of money a month 50 dollars a month. Wow! Because he is a boss, he is a true Roosevelt. Kutsushita, our hat is off to you. Thank you, geez, thank you much. Wow.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you, thank you.
0: Uh, We're we're closing in on our goal of uh, our next milestone, which is a thousand dollars. And that will allow us to pay for editing to bring back certain shows. We're already on the the path to bring back things like Book Club, which you may have noticed how late that show is. Um, and, uh, Atomic Robo Nuts and Bolts and, and so on and so forth. So this will guarantee that we'll be able to afford people to actually handle the product, the hard production of this to make sure these shows don't just come out, but come out regularly. So we're very, we're getting very close to that. Um, Kutsushita has, uh, has, has some words for us. He, he wants to know the new StarCraft expansion is the tits. He said it was a hard road to crush the campaign on Brutal, but pulling through was worth the pain. It just what? gets more epic with, oh, we said what? What's, what? That's just, it sounds really difficult. And he did that? He did that. Wow. Yeah, he did that. Uh, it just gets that more epic when the odds are against you and the sweat is dripping from your brow. Well, there was no actual sweat, but there was plenty of restarting missions. I think that's how the Protoss sweat. I can't yet comment on the other features, except that the regular multiplayer is excellent. So uh, if you were curious about the new StarCraft, that is a glowing review, even against the most intense scenario of playing it on its hardest difficulty. Brutal does not sound fun
2: for me. <laughs> hmm. So you could probably beat, like, a young, a novice Korean.
3: He could, he could beat me. <laughs>
4: being,
2: being able to beat that against the computer on <laughs> ultra hard or whatever uh
0: so again kutsushita thank you so much y- you rock and thanks to all of our producers and all of our supporters on nerdy show remember uh if you can't donate then please share but if you can't donate even a dollar a month is a huge difference if everybody who listened to the show gave a dollar or any of the shows on the network for that matter uh we would be doing very very well and you would it would be you'd see some serious shit We got a shout out here from Temsu, who says, it's that time of the year, Christmas shopping on Amazon, starting from the links on nerdyshow.com. It supports the network, all while you just pick out your presents. Also, thumbs up for a super good episode of Friday Night Fan Fiction the other week, even though I know squat about Elder Scrolls. And thanks, Temsu, for uh, doing our advertising for us. Um, We actually, we have a lot of, obviously, Amazon helps us if you buy through our Amazon links, but we have a lot of extra ways to do that uh, as of quite recently, including our holiday gift guide and, uh, all the new Nerdy Show shirts. If you go to com slash shirts, you can see the new shirts and, uh, well, find the gift guide on, uh, our list tabs under articles if you don't see it on the front page, and you probably should if you're listening to this current to its release. We also got some, uh, some one-time donations from Ethan and Caitlin Kruger doing that thing they love to do where they each donate in sequence and spell out some kind of thing, and this time they've gotten together and, uh, they say this year we've got a lot to be thankful for: Psytech, Wicked Imports, Flavor Dusted Dungeons, Electric Pooches, dramatic fan fiction, book clubs, busted ghosts, flaming, flaming bad, bad, bet, bad, hmm, Bu- book clubs, busted ghosts, flaming bad, bandage, bandage, Steely Pokeballs, and Alderon rumors. Thanks to the entire Nerdy Show Network. Gobble gobble. Or, oh, I'm not saying, how can I, you got yeah, you, you, you gotta activate the jowls, activate the jowls. <laughs> I, I, I would call those disturbingly good turkey noises. Um, are are you, you, do you on turkey shoots? Are you like a huntsman? Like, do you have experience making turkey
2: noises? I've actually never been on a, a turkey shoot. I was, however, raised by turkeys. Jive turkeys. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I ain't gonna. Coming up soon, we're going
0: to have we're gonna State of the Empire episode. We've got our, our final episode of our Star Wars Speculation podcast before The Force Awakens comes out. As soon as that movie hits, well, we're going to be releasing an episode as soon as we can get it edited. We'll be recording immediately after the, we see our respective showings of the film. But in the meantime, stay tuned. It's been a long time coming. But we've been on the watch for Signs of Life for Willow. The George Lucas 1980s fantasy epic. And we have a fucking show for you. We have, our, we're publishing our first standalone episode of Willow Watch. As of this episode's recording, we have just recorded an interview with Bob Dolman, the guy who wrote the screenplay for Willow. It was crazy.
3: <laughs> it was. It's one of the favorite interviews I've ever been part of with the Show,
0: and one of the favorite ones I've ever done. Like I'm talking about, we knew we knew an awful lot about Willow. We've been doing the research over the years. We've been <laughs> doing state of the. Empire. Turns out. We had to forget everything we knew or thought we knew. <laughs> <laughs> because we hear stories about behind the scenes we've never heard before. I don't know if they've ever been published anywhere before. Stories about George Lucas, like all kinds of perspective on him as a creator. Don't spoil as a creator. anything. Uh, man, but just like you're going to want to hear the show. Even if you don't have much relationship with Willow, you may be Go interested. Go watch it, then,
3: then yeah. listen.
0: <laughs> yeah, just check check it out. Get get ready for that. It's coming. We've recorded it. I I'm fucking, I cannot wait for you to hear it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll uh, we'll see you real soon with that Top 20 Nerdy Things and that Willow Watch and all that jazz. But, uh, hey, take care of yourself. <laughs> if you have any comments on all the stuff we talked about, remember, just comment on this episode's page. Maybe join us on the Nerdy Show Lounge or hit us up on the forums. We got all kinds of avenues and we want to keep the discussion going. This episode is actually uh, running a bit long, so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to cut this episode in half, and we will be back next week with this exact same crew talking about more nerdy shit that's happened recently. Taking Us Out is a track that's not directly related to Fallout, but it has plenty of chromosomal similarities. This is Radiation Mutation Transformation from Nuclear Bubble Wrap's 2012 record, Abracadaver.
4: Go in your own saddle And not to mention
1: show if you like what you heard please rate and review us on itunes or like and follow us on soundcloud as listener supported entertainment we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy show network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via patreon any contribution gets you exclusive outtakes episodes and images from across the network and there's even more perks available just head to patreon.com nerdyshow To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.